Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. So not only to our parishioners that know St. Patrick's or people who consider themselves our home because they are winter visitors or live in different places and follow us, we also want to welcome visitors, people who are at this time looking for a community home or a connection or to want to know more about God and spirituality at this time. We welcome you here and we hope you look us up on our website, St. Patrick's in Scottsdale, Arizona and uh, Love to, to know that you're part of our family here today uh, through online uh, medium, but also in spirit as well. So with the second Sunday of Easter, we hear from the Gospel of John. Now, John's point is to always tell us that whenever he uses the word life, he means eternal life. But eternal life also is in union with belief in Jesus Christ. It's not separate. So scholars would tell us that the high point of all of John's gospel is the point where Thomas, a doubting Thomas, makes a statement of belief. My Lord and my God. That's the high point of the whole gospel. And so we know that scholars would say that Jesus does commission the 11. Now there are 11 to go out and commissioned by the Holy Spirit. And part of that ministry is to forgive sins, but also to bring people into the faith. Now, scholars would say by literary form and by the structure, it isn't just for the 11 that everyone is called to bring people into the community. And so that would be our role. Now, one of the gifts that come is the gift of mercy, of forgiveness. And the mercy of God shows here, and that's why Pope John Paul II made this a special feast day, the Divine Mercy Sunday, many years ago. And so mercy can be seen as forgiveness of sins. Many times Catholics, and rightly so, would say mercy can be knowing God's mercy through the sacrament of reconciliation, or confession as we call it. You know, I've experienced that sacrament, and many people have well, and hopefully in our lifetime, we've experienced a light-as-a-feather type of, of something that has weighed us down, and we're released. Something of knowing that we're loved in spite of our mistakes. And so, that's an important sacrament. And that's a great mission of the church, to tell people their sins are forgiven. And to hear that from another human being who represents Christ. Because we need humanity to be able to tell us in words and in touch and in ways that are good and human that we are forgiven. But there's another type of mercy that I think that is just as important and really speaks today and where we're at. A mercy by definition, that I heard many years ago, and I think is so true, that mercy is the willingness of wanting to enter into the chaos of the other. A willingness to enter into the chaos of the other. Who shows us that but Jesus? Jesus enters the chaotic world of humanity. People were not loving one another. Religious leaders were misusing 
religion in ways that we know that are not pleasing to God. That humanity wasn't loving one another. And Jesus enters into this chaotic world. And he enters into the chaotic life of tax collectors who are not well loved. And sometimes rightly so because they cheated the people. Also into lepers who were seen as unclean. And it was scary the type of illness that they have. Prostitutes. And people who lived outside the law. Jesus is always willing to enter into the chaotic life. Their life isn't perfect. Their life isn't in a nice order. And yes, even religious leaders would say, you are on the outside, and we who follow the law correctly are on the inside. And yet, Jesus also breaks through locked doors in the chaotic fear of the disciples, the eleven. Those locked doors are meant there to protect their lives because those who were dangerous were looking for people who believed in Jesus and were willing to kill them. And so the disciples were living in the fear. And yet Jesus breaks through that unlocked door twice. And gives them the gift of peace, but also the gift of mercy, of willing to enter into their imperfect lives. Disciples, you followed me for three years. Why are you afraid? Didn't you learn anything? And yet Jesus, with great mercy, gives them that great sense of peace. Not a chewing out, like, where have you been? Nobody stood by me. Now, which one of you denied me? Which one of you... Let me down. All of them. And yet that mercy says, I still enter into your life. So, for us as a church, look at now for most of the country, we're not able to gather. I know in our diocese in Phoenix, we're not able to gather right now for a public mass. And some things are going, are, we're discovering that are beautiful, believe it or not. That all types of churches, not just St. Patrick's, are discovering many views of people watching and searching for God for deeper meaning. So this is an opportunity not to catechize, but to evangelize. We don't come with ready-made answers to questions that people are not asking right now. What we do is we evangelize to say Jesus is with us and breaks through all the locked hearts. And is willing to enter into our chaos. Sometimes that means we're not perfect. Here's the beauty of the church right now. And I have to be honest with you. That people who are leaders cannot say the words, you can't come to communion today. There's no funeral or wedding where a person has to announce If you're not in good standings, you can't come up to communion. We can't demand people, if you're going to be on the inside, come and get your kids baptized, so you come to us, you call us, we'll even give you certificates to sign so that you'll prove to us, have the priest sign it so that it'll prove you're at Mass and you're doing what you're supposed to do, and give money in envelopes, we don't have a record of you. 
You know what? The church can't say anything. And quite frankly, people couldn't care less. And that's a good thing. Because whoever's been in and whoever's been told you're out, we're in the same boat right now. (laughs) We're all together. We can't demand faith from you right now. We're at your mercy. And what the church now, it has to be more merciful. You see, Thomas increased his faith from doubt, not by touching the wounds, but by the invitation that Jesus gave him. And maybe the church can learn something from all this, that we can be better inviters of people into God's mercy and to be willing to enter to their chaos. So rather than telling people who aren't living the right way in marriage that you're on the out, maybe the church would be willing to enter into that and how we can help grow together. Maybe people who don't, who've lived a life prior to this didn't even think about God because they're so busy. Maybe they're living a lifestyle of selfishness or opposite of what the gospel really calls us to do. Rather than just saying, you're not welcome here, you can't come here, you can't receive, maybe the church can enter into their lives and say, tell me more. Didn't Jesus model that? I don't think once he ever asked a prostitute or tax collector, where are your envelopes? And uh, prove to me that you're, that you're living your faith. He just simply entered into that. And maybe the church can do a better job in this now. Instead of setting up rules and regulations that really clearly define who's in and who's out. But that God's mercy, his willingness to enter into chaos, no matter where they're at, is really what Divine Mercy Sunday is all about. So, Let's be aware that even though we're going through a crisis right now, we're frustrated about many things, we're unknown in the future, and we don't know what the future is going to be like. We know, like I said in the beginning, from now until the end of summer, we're going to try to figure things out, and we'll respond accordingly to things, but here's the one thing that the church can really learn, that we're all in this together, that there are no inside people and outside people. There's no good people or bad people. There are only people who need to be evangelized and be willing to enter into the chaotic life. I know a lot of people who I love who don't live the gospel well. I know a lot of people and love them who don't like Catholicism and the direction some of us are taking it there. I know a lot of people who, who really are angry with God right now. And I would have to be honest with you and say probably for good reason. But yet, I'm willing to enter into their chaos. Not that I do it perfectly. But that I don't judge them. But I want all people to come to know Christ. And see, the beauty is, we in church can't control that anymore. You're free to view or turn us off just like that. And there's not one thing we can do about it other than invite, encourage, be like Jesus. So, who have you been judgmental and kept away from community, from your life? Who needs mercy from you? Maybe it's something that you've defined by saying your lifestyle choice isn't what I agree with, but yet 
we dehumanize them. If we don't work with them or at least treat them with compassion. Who needs our forgiveness right now? Who we're not talking to. Who have disappointed us. Who are not living the faith the way that we want them to or what we think they ought to. I invite you to think about that one person as you pray about it today. Because remember, the commissioning isn't just for the 11. The scholars tell us it's for everyone. To offer mercy. Not a mercy of just forgiveness of sins and confession. But a mercy of willing to enter into the chaos of the other. And journey with them. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission 